the Next in Line podcast, where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host, Chance Pitts, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Guys, thanks for tuning in, and thank you so much for sharing the show like we've talked about at the beginning of every show. Uh, If you are new to the episode, we like to make sure that we can reach the largest audience possible. And the way we do that is... Well, a couple of different ways. For one, you can share this show if you receive value with like-minded people who might be able to receive that same kind of value. Additionally, you can go on and subscribe to and leave a rating and review for the show on whatever platform you listen on. What that's going to do is it's going to make us pop up a little bit earlier in the search results. It's going to make life a little bit easier on the people who want to find us. Uh, And it's also going to make us available in the self-help space and the personal development space as well. Additionally, guys, you can check us out for daily content and some more entertainment-based stuff on our social media account. That's at Next In Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're always posting things there, and also we've got a new piece of equipment. We just added a GoPro into the mix, so there's going to be a lot more video content. We might actually be able to sit down and do some video recordings of these podcasts, along with some running and workout and fitness, and also just some of the different adventures that we are going to be going on here in the upcoming months. I'm very excited about that side of the podcast coming alive, and I'm interested to see what we can get into in the coming months. So guys, as we sit down to record today, we're just getting back from Houston, Texas. We got to go see some great friends getting married over there, so congratulations to them. Uh, And then also, we got to spend some time with some friends that we really haven't seen in a while and really enjoyed being around. So just an all-around fantastic weekend. I was able to get a couple runs in, my first run since the ultra marathon that we ran my Achilles is finally finally letting me do so so that's an awesome thing and we look forward to seeing where that goes but guys today the topic that I want to talk with y'all about stems from my time whenever I was running a rental branch in the heavy equipment sector over in southeast Texas we were just south of Houston over there uh, in a little town called Angleton And guys, in any line of business where there's sales involved, you often find yourselves in a battle between two different sides of a company. And those two different sides are sales and operations. And when those two sides clash, that can be a very, very hostile environment and a dangerous thing. Things tend to get ugly very quickly. People often forget that we're all working on the same team for the same business. And they also forget that we all have the same overall goal in mind, and that is to take care of our customers. But because of that, guys, when people screw up in an industry like that or with a company like that, they often get thrown to the wolves. They get sent to the powers that be, and those powers come down on them very, very harshly. Now, whether that be the customer with the power on their side, or whether that be your upper management team in the form of a boss or a general manager, that's something that happens very quickly, and the blame gets also passed on very, very quickly, and judgment goes out very quickly as well. It can become a pretty dangerous thing. So with that being said... It's very important to make sure that you cover your bases and that you avoid any kind of costly mistakes at all times, guys, whenever you're doing this kind of work. But the problem is that you can't always avoid these mistakes. 
In fact, if you're an overachiever or a perfectionist and you find yourself trying to avoid mistakes at all costs, just know that there's an old saying that goes very well with this. And that is that if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough or you're not taking enough risks. I've heard it both ways, but what that is trying to say is that one way or another, if you're working hard, if you're doing your job, you're trying to make progress on some front, things are going to happen. You're going to screw up at some point. So naturally, with that saying in mind and knowing what that means, one of these times while I was pushing really, really hard to meet one of our customers' needs, I was striving to be perfect and that perfectionist that I always try to be. There was a time that arose that I missed the mark with one of our customers. And guys, this didn't just happen to be any customer that came along. It was our most important customer. These guys were a blue chip client and they were a huge, huge part of our revenue stream in the territory. And like I said, guys, I am a perfectionist. I pride myself on being organized at work. I pride myself on not missing these small details. And above all, I pride myself on taking care of our customers above and beyond the standards that they expect to be taken care of at. So you can imagine that whenever I make a promise to a customer and I don't deliver on it, that's something that is almost devastating to me, especially if I find myself screwing up for the biggest and most important client within our territory. And guys, that's exactly what happened. So with that story, it begins whenever we received an order on a Friday afternoon and we were supposed to prep a machine on Saturday and then ship it out first thing Monday morning to meet this customer's needs. They had a last minute deal that popped up and... That's what we specialize in, guys. It's a rental business, so we're reactionary. We try to dive in and make sure we get those guys taken care of so that they continue to use us and give us their business. So naturally, whenever we received the order, I got with my team, and we all came up with a plan on how we were going to achieve the goal. And then on short notice, we dove in. The plan was great, guys. We gathered all the paperwork on Friday afternoon. We confirmed all the job and delivery details. We got a credit release. We checked that all the insurance paperwork was on file and correct. And soon enough, all of the office work was done. Then, guys, next, our shop pulled that machine in on Saturday. They got it serviced. They got it greased up. They had it washed, and they detailed it going above and beyond expectations on the detail. The machine was immaculate. And... Just like that, the mechanic work was done. So with those two successes, we were feeling really, really good on Monday morning as we rolled up to the office. And guys, as I said before, I take pride in the detail-oriented side of this business. And also, like I said on podcast number 35, one of my weaknesses is that I am, in fact, a control freak. So naturally, being as overbearing as I am... I checked with our team first thing in the morning to make sure that we were on track with all of our deliveries. And I was told that everything was looking really good. But in the back of my head, I had this really weird feeling. And it was at that point that I finally asked our inside sales rep, who handles most of the logistics, if the machine for our important client had already left for delivery. And this guy was a little new and inexperienced, so... I'm supposed to go behind and check and make sure we are getting things taken care of. So with this weird feeling, I was prompted to ask the inside sales rep if our machine 
for our important customer had already left for delivery. And now when I asked this question, the inside coordinator gave me a very funny look. Then he informed me that no, our truck was headed to Northwest Houston to get a different machine per our plan that we'd set up Friday around lunchtime. And it was at this moment that I said, oh crap. You know, I might have said something a little bit worse than that, but we're going to ignore that for now. Anyway, guys, I went pale. I realized in this moment that I forgot to schedule our truck to deliver that very, very important machine to a very, very important customer. And now we were way behind the curve. We were SOL and it was all my fault. The very important customer was now going to lose a ton of time on their job site because of an error on my part, because I overlooked a small detail. And now I, an operations guy, had to call our sales team, had to call the sales rep, and let them know that we had dropped them in the grease. Let them know that we had not come through for them on this deal that was set up on Friday and we gave them the green light on. And like I said, guys, I knew I was about to get thrown to the wolves. But since I knew the negative consequences of my situation, instead of reaching out and making the phone call that I needed to make to let them know the machine was late, I hesitated. I tried to find all these other solutions. I tried my luck just about anywhere that I could. I called outside trucking companies. I called our personal trucker to see if I could get him to turn around and come back and deliver this machine instead. I tried every single trick in the book. And this entire time, all I was doing was making our customer wait longer and longer without communicating my mistake. Pretty soon, guys, that machine was over an hour late. And the whole time, I was sitting there freaking out. The stress levels were through the roof. My anxiety was through the roof. And more than that, I was just absolutely furious with myself. Guys, I was scared of the consequences of my actions or inactions in that case. And that's when my phone rang. It was the sales rep. He was calling me to ask me what was going on with the machine delivery and why it was so far behind schedule. Because his customer had reached out and called him telling him that the machine had still not made it to the job site and that his crew was standing around with nothing to do and that they were losing money. And guys, as he told me this, I thought about making up a million and one different excuses. I felt like throwing him some kind of white lie as to why that machine wasn't on site yet. And honestly, it would have been very easy to do. And I would have been able to avoid quite a bit of heat from that situation. But guys, that's not the right thing to do. So instead, I did what I didn't want to do in that very situation. And I owned my mistake. I came clean about forgetting to set up the logistics for the machine on the job last Friday. And I apologized and I hung my head and I waited for the well-deserved ass-chewing to come my way. But it didn't. Instead, the stress and the anxiety and the fear was all prolonged, guys. As the sales rep rushed off the phone with me to reach out to the customer to explain the situation and what was going on. And all I could do was wait for one of our trucks, whether it was inside or outside hauler, to free up and come back to our yard so that they could deliver that machine. And it seemed like hours passed as I waited for the call from my boss or the customer or the sales rep or anyone, all of which were very capable of raining down some kind of fire upon me for making that mistake. 
And the whole time I was just sitting there with my stress, with my fear, and all this self-aimed anger as well. And I was sitting in my office, I was beating myself up with all kinds of negative self-talk when my phone started to ring. And it was the phone call. The one that I'd been fearing the whole entire time. And when I answered that phone call, guys, I immediately offered our best solutions to getting that machine on site. And then I began to apologize profusely to the sales rep that was on the other end of the line. I had already known that some sort of hostility was going to be coming my way. And when I concluded my apology, I sat there silently and I waited to be steamrolled by this experienced sales rep who had all the pull in the world with upper management and my boss and could really put me in a world of hurt. But guys, that's not what happened. In fact, something very, very different happened. The sales rep actually asked me how I was. And then at that point, he told me to relax. He went on to say, I know it was an accident. I spoke with my customer and we're okay. They understand that it happens. And guys, I can't describe that kind of relief that I felt in that situation. I mean, I was still beating myself up very, very bad, but now at least the customer was going to be taken care of. And even with everything that had gone wrong, the only thing the sales rep was bothered by was the fact that I did not immediately bring the issue to his attention. And he knew why I didn't, guys. He knew that I was stressed out and I was worried and I didn't want to get hit with the different consequences that would be coming my way. He knew I was scrambling to find some sort of solution, but I had failed to approach the problem head on to turn into the storm that I had created in order to try to get through it quicker. So he offered me some advice, and that's some advice that I will never, ever forget. His words were, Chance, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that has made my job and my life much easier. An old boss of mine taught me this lesson, and that lesson is slay the beast first. Slay the beast first, and then the day gets exponentially better from there. Guys, what the heck did he mean by slay the beast first? What beast was he even referring to? Guys, he was referring to that big, scary phone call that I was avoiding making. And he was referring to that bad situation that I created by not being open and clear about the mistake that I had made. And it was 100% right, 100% true. I had created this whole situation by not owning up to my mistakes because I was worried about that negative outcome that I knew was coming my way. I was worried about that ass-chewing that I was going to get from that situation. I was worried about all the different consequences, so I hid like a kid under a blanket, avoiding that issue because I was way too scared to try to approach it, so I waited for it to approach me, thinking that was going to be better somehow. And it caused way more issues in the long run than if I would have just steered into it. I ended up with way more anxiety, way more stress, and way more fear than if I would have just owned up to the mistake. And it would have saved our customer a ton of time and money because he could have put his guys on a different job than the one at which they were waiting for a machine to arrive. And while I was beating myself up in this situation, 
I am forever thankful that I was able to take this small lesson and apply it to my life now. And that lesson was so simple, but it hit me like somebody turning on the lights inside of my brain, guys. It's that you've got to eagerly take on the hardest obstacles that you have so that you can get them behind you. You've got to get after them early so that you can move on past them and get on with your day and move on to the next challenge. And you've got to do this because you get to avoid all of the anxiety and all the stress and all that fear that comes with those big issues that you're trying to face. And that's what slaying the beast is. Guys, think about that simple lesson from this old sales rep that I just shared with y'all. What are some of the beasts within your own life? And I mean, really take a hard look at your life because these look different for everyone. We know that not all beasts are created equally. What's a beast in my life isn't necessarily a beast for you. And guys, that works vice versa. We all know that these beasts are subject to perspective. And what I mean by that is as I develop, as my situation changes, what used to be a beast in my life isn't necessarily a beast anymore. But there's new beasts that do take the place of that old beast. And these new beasts might be bigger and stronger, but guys, so are we as we grow and as we develop. And we're also more equipped through those tools that we've developed to slay these beasts. Because guys, as we look at our past experiences from dealing with these beasts, maybe we've gathered a new set of armor, or maybe we've got a new sword that we can use to better slay the beasts next time we face them. And guys, I'll share a couple of examples of beasts in my life just to give you some perspective on what these can be. For instance, running five miles nonstop used to be a beast in my life. So I attacked that beast, guys. I would get after it every single morning, first thing before work. I made myself get out of bed and run five miles because I knew that this was something that I had to get past to reach my goal of eventually running a marathon. And guys, I got so dominant over that five mile beast that now running these long distances doesn't seem like a beast anymore. It seems like something that falls under my strength column. But guys, also the beast grew with me as I grew. The beast grew to be 15 miles instead of 5. And then it grew to 31 miles on my first 50k. And then to 60 on my first 100k. And now guys, the beast looks like 100 miles staring right at me waiting for me to make my move. And then guys, another beast that I used to deal with in my life was any kind of unexpected financial inconvenience. This could be something like having to replace a dryer because the dryer went out and stopped working, or even unexpectedly having to replace tires on my truck, or to do some kind of major repair to my truck. But through hard work and financial education, I've been able to effectively slay those beasts. I've been able to put back savings. I've been able to get control of my budget so that I don't have to deal with those small inconvenience beasts anymore. But now guys, those beasts have grown and they're the ones that stand in my way from being financially free, from understanding my investments and to grow to a new level of sustainability in my financial life. And guys, that's just something that I'm going to have to do and I'm going to have to conquer if I ever want to be financially free and able to retire someday. And those are just a couple of examples of beasts within my life, guys. 
So with those couple of beasts in mind that I just discussed with you, what are some things that you fear? What are the beasts in your life? What are the things that are within your control if you just use a little bit of discipline in order to overcome them? Is it a phone call that you've been holding off on making, breaking that bad news to one of your clients? Is it a talk that you've been needing to have with your spouse or with your kids about some kind of uncomfortable subject that you're just outright avoiding? Is it some kind of physical health issue? Is it the extra weight that you've put on? Is it not being able to do the things that you're wanting to do physically and not being confident and being able to enjoy life as a person that you're wanting to be? I know I have been there with that one, guys. I let the health beast control me for a very long time. Guys, lastly, it could even be your financial beast that you're facing. It could be getting control of that budget that you've been trying to set for so long. It could be that you're trying to retire someday or you're wanting to be financially free. And that was a huge one for me. It still is in a lot of different ways. I avoided getting control of my finances for an extremely long time because I let it turn into this big scary beast that I didn't know anything about. So I didn't want to take it on head on. But now, guys, what I'm doing to try to conquer this beast is I'm striving to learn more and more about financial literacy. It's my most studied area right now. I know I'm going to have to slay this beast someday if I want to move up in this world. And we all have to understand one thing about the beast, guys. It is a very oppressive thing. It holds you down with fear, anxiety, anger, and even stress. It's something that you won't be able to get around in life as long as you let it remain breathing. The beast will stand in the way of you reaching all of your goals that you set in your life every single day if you let it remain. And guys, no matter what you tell yourself or what you try to do to blind yourself to that beast, it will always be there in the back of your mind impacting the decisions that you make. And it'll also be there impacting the potential success that you might be able to have. So you must slay the beast. Guys, get it out of the way so that you can move on to the next one that life is going to throw at you. And yes, life is going to continue to throw these things at you. So start sharpening the sword right now. Start putting on your suit of armor right now. Guys, be ready. Because when the beast pokes its head up again, it's go time. You'll attack with every single thing you have and you'll be surprised with the positive impact that that action and defeating that beast has on your life. And I'll leave you with one closing thought, guys. Life in a lot of ways is like a video game when it comes to defeating the beast. And before you roll your eyes or get annoyed with this, hear me out. You know that this game is going to get harder and harder as you progress. But keep in mind, the whole time as you progress, you're getting stronger and stronger. And there are going to be times when you are faced with defeat. There will be times when you have to go back to the drawing board. But when you get to this point and you're wondering why you would keep playing a game if it's just going to keep throwing bigger and bigger beasts at you, remember this. Guys, nobody plays a game just to be stuck on level one. The objective is to win, 
not to never lose. Guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Next in Line podcast. Thank you so much for helping us spread the word and get our message out there. We're loving being a part of this community and helping people develop. Like I said, if you ever need anything, please, please, please feel free to DM me. Many people have. They've asked for help. We've put out some good words to them. I'm hoping that we're moving people in the right direction with that, and it seems like we are from some of the reactions that we're getting. But guys, make sure you're getting ready for this week, getting it started in a good direction, and always be prepared for whatever is next in line.